right. Awesome. Come on. Cool. We're live. Yay. Hell yeah. <laughs> welcome, everyone. Uh, welcome back. Hey. Hey. <laughs> um, we have Vivian Ding here. Um, I met Vivian over at Naughty Dog. Uh, we worked on The Last of Us, and it was, damn, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was um, good time. Yeah, I, I generally like uh, to let the guest to sort of introduce uh, himself or herself, you know. Um, uh, there's so many guests that have different roles and, and different, you know, uh, works and everything. And I don't like to butcher the credits or anything. So if you, if you want to just say a couple of words about who you are and 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 stuff like that so everyone who's listening knows and and I don't fuck it up you know I <laughs> <laughs> no problem so I'm Vivian Ding I am a lighting artist uh, mainly for uh, video games so I actually in the industry for like over 10 years I think so right now I'm working at Riot again so um, I know Maché from uh, Naughty Dog that was a year before. I was there four years and uh, we shipped The Last of Us yeah. and we did Uncharted as well. Uncharted 4 right now is, uh, I think the team's very busy right now making that game. And before that, I work at EA. So worked on a bunch of again and before that is a pre-render. Um, pretty much like over 10 years I spend my time in in-game lighting and also sound cinematic and also the uh, pre-render stuff. And recently, I got back to some more pre-render stuff. Pretty good time, yes. Oh, so you, like uh, on at Riot Games, you're doing the pre-render work? No, just, uh, you know, we try different things and also my personal hobby. I was like, hey, I keep <laughs> doing the in-game stuff. It's really cool. It's about runtime, about, you know... Be efficient, be smart, you have a lighting design, strategy, and waiting frame rate. Right? And sometimes you feel like I would like to go to the opposite side and uh, try to spend my sweet time. And uh, render was an awesome shader and uh, throw a bunch of light, just uh, render something either uh, with animation or just still image. It's still fun to do every That's now awesome. and then. Yeah. That's great. So, because okay, so what I I know you from Naughty Dog, and we've been almost working daily, you know, um, right. going back and forth, and and that's one of, one of the topics I wanted to cover here. It's just like because uh, we have a lot of uh, I assume I might be wrong, you know. If I'm wrong, then yeah, fuck me. I <laughs> <laughs> should never be wrong. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, most of the people here, um, most of our uh, you know listeners. Are either either illustrators or concept artists, you know, and I assume a bunch of them work in video games. So some of them will kind of understand the the pipelines, you know, like how how it is working with lighting artists and and whatnot. But it was funny because uh, we've been looking at chat and and, and questions and being asked uh, on on different on on some of the previous uh, art cafes and. There were like questions like, "What's the lighting artist job?" Because I think we've been mentioning that, and I think someone was mentioning oh, it must be easy job to do. Um, and I was like, you know, what? <laughs> we should we should probably talk about it because it's probably one of the hardest kind of works to do, uh, apart from I guess I guess programming. Um, you know, there's a lot of 
small small aspects or small things, technicalities that make this job easy or really hard. And, um, and I thought, like, you know, it would be perfect because we've worked together for a while and right. and we've been going back and forth. And for for us here, for, for, for Art Cafe listeners, it's going to be, I think, a great breakdown, you know, yeah. what concept artists can do as well, like what, what our job as a concept art can be in relation to working with uh, the team, you know? So. Yeah. Simply describe my, my, our position or job. Uh, my mom asked me the same question. So <laughs> my mom said, what do you Wait, do? Wait, what do you <laughs> What do you do? My mom doesn't really know any 3D and she doesn't even touch computers. So um, she said, what's a lighting artist? And do you change a light bulb? <laughs> <laughs> she thought she doesn't have a graphic idea. Say, yeah, I do that sometimes, but it's, uh, they don't pay me for doing that. So uh, I remember when I uh, joined EA, that was a t uh, 10 years ago, and uh, not many company has a lighting position because back then the uh, graphic standard and the quality is not as uh, high as uh, right now. So a lot of the lighting work that were handling um, uh, be done by environment artists. Simply just say uh, somebody actually build the environment and somebody texture that as well, put a shader on top of that mm -hmm. and also uh, light the uh, scene and was one person. So that is pretty common, still happen right now. Um, That's why so, so many games look so shitty. <laughs> I, yes and no. As I, I, I have to say, sometimes environment uh, artists I have seen they have a multiple talent. They can actually model and light texture, and sometimes they have to do a simple like a, a visual effect. I've seen those, but right now I think, um, especially like working for again, um, I work on the day space. That that I don't know you have that it was like a highly scripted and everything have to be pre-thinking about how the lighting should do so we actually have a group of a lighter and uh, we talk to a designer very closely because uh, it's like you go to uh, a space and uh, yeah. you try to figure out and uh, try to complete some mission by turning the engine on, turning this machine off, and trigger another gameplay. So the lighting for that game really fun is uh, you not just like the scene pretty, you have to have uh, a strategy, just like the blueprint how to build a house. And you right. say, hey, if the player actually press the button, and uh, nothing gonna happen, so status say to like neutral. If he press the right button or do the right puzzle and uh, it's gonna trigger the whole house like the machine turning on so we we but we basically have to do a bunch of a set just prepare what's gonna happen and definitely have to look pretty as well so right. that is really really fun to do and back to Naughty Dog and uh, we actually have the bunch of artists position even more defined much you know right we have a concept guy and you're working with a game director and yeah. a creative director create a vision of the game. And people always think the lighting will happen at the end. 
when the environment happens, just go there and okay, light that. Yeah, just put some lights. That's put the way there most the games, games are done. Like, yeah, yeah, right? you guys don't have to worry. Just come to uh, <laughs> the last three months and light the shit out of the whole thing. Done. Um, nope, <laughs> we don't do that way. We actually sometimes lighting jumping in even earlier than environment when the design happened. Because the design have to think about, oh, if I made this concept into on my gameplay, so lighting can help the player guide where they should go. That means before you even think about the uh, gameplay layout, you should think about, oh, maybe I should head to that direction. Has the sun coming in, hit that window, and uh, maybe the doorway have the light shining in and uh, attract the uh, player go that direction. And maybe this uh, uh, building need to be lower or higher, allow some sort of the uh, lighting direction coming in, not just for beauty, but also for the purpose of a gameplay. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember when you started, and I don't actually, you know what, I don't remember whether you were first in the company or, or you joined right after me, but I remember it was like a different... Um, we had this different dynamic. Uh, I wasn't used to it because back at the, like, for instance, when I worked for Crytek and when I worked for um, for P People Can Fly, like at People Can Fly was was pretty much the example that you mentioned in the beginning that we had. I don't think we had, had a lighting artist uh, there. It was an environment artist that was doing lights as well, you know? Right. Uh, at Crytek, we had lighting artists, but we never had this sort of... Uh, dynamic where you would just almost spend most of the day with the game director and you know look at the game constantly and kind of go back and forth and and sort of have this very dynamic exchange of you know concepts uh, versus discussions versus meetings versus you know having those really almost like a cauldron of ideas and and spitting them out all the time and discussing technical issues and and bringing everyone on board that needed to be there you know right that was that was that was really fun because i remember you know like i would I, so that's that's one this one thing you know like as, as an illustrator you tend to be you know you're like oh i just gonna draw this <laughs> and it's gonna be awesome but you know i think we had situations where yeah. we would yeah. have the drawing and it was like yeah, but the light wouldn't act that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you actually remind me some uh, really good memory. Uh, I remember when I just uh, joined Naughty Dog, and uh, we only have a one or two lighter for under The Last of Us. And um, I chit would sit like right next to me, and uh, we have other concept artists like Atom, and uh, back then we have uh, one more person, I think. Oh, uh, Aaron. So. Yeah. Basically, that was a really good time because uh, most of a uh, company lighter doesn't really get involved to the uh, the concept or early of uh, the uh, planning. So we usually basically receive a concept, just say do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or we don't even have concept. Somebody just give a, a level, say like this. So I was very lucky. I sitting with uh, this. Uh, you guys really talented concept artist. Sometimes I just walk by and see what you guys do. And so we start talking about idea when our again director say Bruce Neil come by and uh, try to implement some idea with you guys and we heard about that so we can participate. And so yeah. this dynamic going on, I feel really awesome. Cause on the other side, 
uh, of our pit is environment. So I basically in the middle of a concept and the uh, environment. So it's really good connection pre, uh, for lighting artists to perceive what's going to happen and contribute and work with you guys. And I remember when I lit a, a level and uh, you were concept and you would say, oh, that's a how to look in the game. Mm, yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, I like to uh, adjust some of the stuff. Yeah, we back, back and forth a little bit, get a really good dynamic. That was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. You know, one thing that I've learned really quick, and I've been learning this uh, a little bit at um, at uh, Crytek, is uh, you know, you you might just paint or use photos and 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 think that you know, okay, now it's just the lighting artist that has to light it. But the problem is, you know, uh, as your job, uh, your job is not only to light it, but sort of kind of conform around the limitations of the of the hardware, you know. Right. And, and limitation of the engine, where you you might put a light, and normally, like when let's say you put a light in in Octane or in V-Ray, you just put it. Right. It's a it's a it's a it's unbiased render. It's gonna try to render and calculate the uh, global illumination as precisely as it can, and it's gonna look realistic if you add proper shaders and everything. But in video game. You're you're not having V-Ray and you're not having Octane. <laughs> you're having a, a a video game engine that tries to do as best as it can while keeping into hardware limitations like memory and 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 whatnot. And I remember the first time you, you lit something and it just I was looking at it I was like, but why it's not looking? <laughs> why it's looking different? <laughs> why is it looking like, different? Well, it just doesn't balance the light the proper way and. And, yeah, uh, yeah. It was just like it was an eye-opening, you know, just to know that, you know, something that you draw on on a picture, it's not necessarily gonna show up on the screen the way you like it, unless you know you have talent like you, because you would, you would make things look damn close, you know. I remember that, and 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 that's like the hard thing to do, because I know the limitations of the engine. I like I I remember looking at, um, you know, your lighting scheme, and I was like. Wait, you put in like hundreds of lights? What the hell is going? Well, well, was, maybe like, maybe I was something? just maybe I was just lucky. I mean, we have a pretty good engine and really good, say, good pipeline. Right. So, so we, maybe we, let's we, do let's do this because I yeah. I guess a lot of people want to understand what lighting artist job really is. Like, how does it look? Uh, like, how does the work look like? Really? Like, what's what, what's the technicalities of it? You know. So maybe let's just uh, sort of riff of that for a couple of minutes, so just to kind of understand, because I yeah. understand, I've seen it, and but you know there's there's a lot of guys that didn't. So, well, just say we have a, a really good communication, understanding what this level should look like, should be lit, right? Mm -hmm. So I receive a level. I lighter usually work very closely with environment artists. This is a definitely the case. Yeah. Um, Sometimes not with a concept, but sometimes we have a concept and we try to make that happen. So, and I have an environment, and basically I would try to do a first pass lighting and make the scene proper for the gameplay or based on the art director want me to do a certain look. So then we would start. So you do it in like there's a special software for this, or how does it work? Well, um, for say, if you use an Adidas, for example, right, we have our own engine. So 
what we would do to say use an Adidas uh, pipeline, we actually have our engine, but we can actually see all the mesh. Say we use Maya as a visualizer, so we can see the shape of the uh, environment layout, and then we start placing a light into the scene, and that can be data transfer to the light that can be read in our engine. So then we can actually doing the lighting. So from there, you're thinking about, oh, because uh, we have to be runtime efficient, everything has to be running Fenray. If I say I put tons of lights, right? Mm -hmm. And thinking about have to do the real time GI calculation. This is not your home, you're rendering like a V-Ray or Mentor Ray. And it's not going to work for gameplay with everything on top. It's going to crash the game. So a yeah. lot of time, we were actually putting a light in the scene and we say we bake it. When yeah. I say bake it, then a lot of people say, what do you mean? You bake a bakery, like a big bread? <laughs> what do you mean you bake lighting? So baking just like you, we put the light supposed to be and try to mimic Sometimes we can put like a HDR image to the, uh, you know, image-based lighting. A lot of people do that, you know, for the render. We can also do the same thing for a video game. And right. we can put a bunch of area light, point light, spotlight for the light fixture, whatever you think. If this thing is not going to be moved, say, well, walk down to the hallway, everything is static not going to be interrupt with the gameplay or player or change right. the uh, status of the uh, lighting. So we can actually put the light and just like the parameter, wait there and bake. And then yeah. everything will bake down to a map or several light map. And just think about this. You have something that hard surfaces you texture, right? And which is uh, shape and base color with uh, shader. And you don't have the light information. Right now, lighter put a bunch of light there and put the lighting should be. It's like a daytime with like an indoor lighting, maybe with a candle light somewhere. And you bake that just like a map. And you put a map back on the uh, the geometry, become another layer. Right now everything look like it's lit with a specific time of day will move. Mm -hmm. And that costs nothing. In the game for real time calculation, we just have to pay the texture memory and streaming those uh, texture. And sometimes you transition from a zone to zone, and then we just have to bring another line map and dump another line map. Right. So, just the base for So, base it's, like, it's like almost like uh, painting into textures of objects, you know? Just like. It's all the light information is actually in the texture. I remember we had this problem because um, there's also texture limit, especially on consoles, you know? Right. So we had to balance between, you know, uh, light maps and vertex maps. And right. that was kind of interesting. Yeah. And I was like, because I was looking at, at some areas, I was like, why this, this you know, um, why this, um, this, this shadow is so, so, polygon like almost <laughs> <laughs> like this huge block of just gradient you know <laughs> like oh it's a it's a vertex map like well, we have to yeah, fix it like forget yeah. about it so console so, crash yeah. so often time think about this we do like i'll do a lighting and um, we have uh, a sun 
is uh, the key life source, right? Mm-hmm. And you have a bunch of uh, 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 player or character walking the game. If I complete begging and there's no shadow for the character, right? And yeah. when the character walking and block the sunlight and uh, there's no casting for the other direction, that totally just look a fake. <laughs> just yeah, like the texture. Course. So we oftentimes do is uh, sunlight. You know, every light have a direct, indirect light, just like yeah. the bounce light is indirect. We bake the indirect sunlight into the map. So we have an awesome GI that already in the texture. We don't have mm-hmm. to pay for that runtime. Then I put the runtime light, which can catch shadow. Sometimes shadow could be, you know, um, it depends different people doing that. Sometimes can be cascade shadow. Say in the range from the meter one to meter 10 is most high res shadow from the 10 meter to 20 meter, 30 meter could be another buffer. And uh, you actually can uh, dial your quality of the shadow in the distance. And from, from that point, the character will catch shadow from the sunlight. And, but illuminated the scene and was a big lighting. So it still hold up pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you want to walk to a window and I can still put a bunch of uh, a spotlight, faking as a sunlight, if I don't want to use a sunlight, say this is just a little room, I don't want to turn on sunlight, that's so expensive. I can fake it a little bit, the uh, uh, a spotlight runtime and baking, pre-baking some of the bounce light or ambient lighting with area light, that's in the texture, could be like that. So it's always a uh, pick and choose how much budget I can have, how much runtime dynamic I want to show in the level. So it's a, it's a, it's a, a hybrid, I would say. Yeah. Um, you, ha- you, you, ha- you did like a presentation about lighting for Naughty Dog, right? Uh, yeah. At GDC. I did GDC. Um, yeah, what we see on the screen is like part of it. Maybe you want to like walk through. So, because uh, I, I, I guess visually people will get like better understanding how the pi- pipeline works, you know? Yeah, so I'm not going to take credit of uh, what I'm going to show here. I would just say uh, this is uh, mainly from our game director, Bruce Trelly, and yeah. he's a really cool guy. Bruce is freaking awesome. Bruce basically just say, hey, artists, please <laughs> do not, <laughs> environment artists, please do not spend your whole energy and try to uh, model a uh, table that was looking really awesome or a stone. A brick, like everybody gonna stay there and stare at that rock for like ten minutes. Nobody gonna do that. So let's think about what the big picture will be, and uh, like people don't just put it in texture before we even know how the shape gonna be read. So we receive a, a concept art just like we see on the screen. Machete did that, by the way, pretty awesome. So thanks. For, so it's all right. And, okay, let's just say <laughs> Machete has a concept art. And uh, then we uh, do the uh, lighting pass based on 50% of the gray texture. And then we do the value and explain to that. And what is the value? It's like mid gray and to like certain of gradient gray. And then uh, we actually try to ground the, uh, the shape. Then we think about color. Then we think about the, uh, the shading and uh, think about texture. And then we do the post. And then da-da, it's final. So concept art. 
thank you much, hey, provide that. Mm-hmm. And I would say, hey, let's just model that. And you see from here, everything just 50% great and doesn't even have a too much shader information. Everything just uh, like limber shader-ish. And you look at that say, hey, it look proper. The light's kind of like doing his job. Okay, so nobody putting any fancy texture yet. So let's move on to next phrase. So then uh, right. we so, so that's the moment where you would light it in, in the engine, like put those lights, and you, you would use Maya, right, to sort of make the placement of lights? Uh, so Maya basically just uh, a tool. So we yeah. can place light, but mainly we, we use the engine, and uh, we have our, uh, uh, we have, we inherit Sony, uh, we call, Sony give us like, if you uh, heard uh Beast and turtle, we have something similar like that. We can bake down texture on yeah. top of that. But yeah, yeah. for this one, you can see mainly everything is pre-baking a light map. Yeah. And only this light that happened from the doorway, that is a runtime light. So when player go through that light, he can receive the sunlight on his body. But he can still uh, saving some of the costs from the static one, totally in the back. Nobody gonna go there, and we can just bake in. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. So everybody happy about this stage? You say, okay, we cannot ship the game with fifty percent gray, right? So what are we gonna <laughs> do? <laughs> and uh, so we actually start to think about, hey, in Machis concept. Uh, if we don't think about the uh, color yet, so actually each surfaces actually have their own value, meaning they have a gradient, right? So maybe this carpet can be red, this carpet can be blue, this carpet can be whatever color, but the value we want to keep will be consistent because I want the carpet to be brighter, draw player's light and join the direction of uh, this gameplay to either the right side and to enter the door or to the end to another next room so and uh, everything that doesn't matter to the um, major pass maybe we set it to a darker mm-hmm. so everything just feel feel about right and you notice lighting had changed right become darker yeah because yeah. like darker surfaces would would actually create less bounce light, exactly. you know. So it's, it would, the, the balance of light generally would change, and it would be accurate, you know. Like that's how light would generally behave, depending on the value of um, and you know materials. So, so yep. it, it, exactly. So, so this time the lighter have to adjust the light. Maybe the corner too dark, and um, so we always work with environment with the gameplay. We work together and. Uh, being through the phrases, right? So never say lighting just jumping because sometimes we want to change something and then you have remodel, retexture, and the design gameplay, impossible. Yeah. So this all proper and uh, feel everything is great. Well, not great. We just keep tweaking until we like it and this stage is good. So let's move on. And, oh, this one. So back to Maché. If I go back to two slides before, much you have posts on top, right? You yeah, yeah. grade that to be blue. Yeah. But we will do this in the post render. We're not going to texture everything with a blue tint 
architecture color map, right? Yep. And so, so, so that's why if a texture artist tried to color sample this, it will color sample wrong. First of all, it will color sample the post we want to do at the end of a game. And second, it will color sample the light color on top the geometry. So for us, we have to think about before post what it going to be at least just the uh, environment and the lighting together. Yeah. And you guys pretty brilliant. So maybe you can explain how you get this uh, uh, color swatch happen. How how you uh, yeah, so find that solid color? Yeah. Normally it's you know like. Whenever you paint, you just you just kind of riff off of the idea you have, and and you do it. You know, um, the way I, I used to work normally would be you know painting something with the like a natural look to it, and then grading at the very end. So I would make like adjustment layers that would suggest uh, you know color grading, like you, in film, for instance, or TV, or whenever you watch a commercial. Like nothing is ever natural. Like there's always some kind of color grading happening. If you watch a commercial, there's going to be like more saturation and contrast. Uh, if you watch a film, like if you watch Michael Bay film, it's pretty obvious that everything is color corrected. You have orange teal sort of uh, scheme of color correction. Um, in film, actually, it's called uh, like the, the 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 color. It's it's a colorist or color artist. Um, they use they use equipment and they they kind of built us. Uh, Things called lookup tables, which is basically like remapping, um, remapping pixel to pixel the hue, the, the, like using the hue uh, breakdown of, of like the scene. So it's almost like using a color picker, and right. then each each value or each hue would, would be mapped onto like a new map that would be color corrected. So. Um, so when you paint pictures as a concept artist, you know we, we tend to kind of add those color corrections because we want to make the image to look fucking awesome, right? Right. <laughs> um, but for you, it's like very misleading, and not only for you, but for everyone in the pipeline. You know, uh, texture artists and and the lighting artists. It's very misleading because then, um, unless you really understand that this is color corrected and you 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 know the artist's intentions. Uh, the concept artist's intentions, like what would be the natural color, you know. Uh, so you have to be like extremely smart and sort of, you know, a very smart person, and you know, kind of know what the other what the other artists think, which is I don't think it ever happens. Um, so when for us, it, like for you guys, it's just like, well, can you provide me something that has less color, like doesn't have color correction, so right. I can understand. Where the hues are coming from? Like, what are the actual hues? Because, as you said, if you if you, if, the, if you guys would use my first image, right, uh, it would be just blue, and it would, didn't make sense because you. What happens in the video games? Like, you create textures, and those textures are going to be reused everywhere. Like the the wall texture or wood texture, it's not going to appear just on one map, and and lighting is going to change depending on which room you are in or which map you're in. And when you have a blue texture and you have a warm daylight. It's it's just gonna look weird. Like it's not, never gonna going to be correct. And and I've noticed that in, and there's quite a few games that you know don't pay attention to that fact. And right. everything seems to be very noisy and scattered, and you can't really tell. It's very like messy looking environments. Yeah, it, there's a there's there there are certain games you, you you see that certain games are really beautifully lit, but it comes from not only the lighting itself, 
but also like how lighting collaborates with textures and collaborates with concept as well. Right. So it's like a very sort of it's 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 never just one person job, you know. It's it's always a teamwork that yeah. creates the final result. So yeah, when we were doing, uh, we, we, I remember we had the same same issue, and you know, it's thanks to Bruce because he, he was like on top of the game all the time, and he would say like, "Hey, but you know." These guys are getting confused because I would just like I'm gonna fucking paint the making image. <laughs> Fuck that! <laughs> uh, it's gonna be awesome. So, but I never paid attention. Like, hey, but maybe this is this is misleading. Yeah. Um, and you know, he pointed out, and then we did this uh, hue pass. So I just pretty much removed uh, everything in terms of like the color correction and just left what the lighting would look like. You know. Um, right. Basically, if. Uh because uh, we could change the uh, lookup table or post yeah. or color grading, right, at the end. If we actually made that into texture or lighting, and it's, uh, it's uh, going to be like you're always uh, doing your artwork through Instagram filter. Yeah, That would exactly. be bad. So, so actually, we start thinking about what you think this room would be with before the color correction happened. And then don't even think about the pattern. Even this carpet was so much like a palm tree, like much color to it. Just yeah. think about the big block of a color, what's going to happen? So we start doing this like a hue pass, just a solid color. Yeah, we, we sort of broke it down into like the big sort of almost like splashes of color that when you squint your eyes, you can see them. Right. And then the accent sort of smaller, smaller colors or shades that appear you know like they, they the value change of of the hue or you know s slight in, uh, slight changes uh just to add like extra detail right. so that'll be just like a major breakdown so yeah. when we figure out that theory we basically just like hey let's use the those car color that we think is like a the major color for that area and then and then we think about oh the environment gonna look like that so instantly something happened again for the light is mm -hmm. we just talk about uh photon right light basically it's a bunch of photon they bouncing around in the environment yeah. so right now the light coming from the doorway and bounce on the uh hit the uh the carpet and carpet is like a how would describe that color yellow brownish color and it's gonna bounce like a baby wall. poop <laughs> poo poo color, pooping yeah. color. So, so the full time hit the poop and bounce some yellow color, warm color to the wall, and wall kind of like beige ish bouncing around. We actually find out the whole room at the first pass, once the, the hue pass in, it's become so warm. Yeah, because I already have a little bit warm light from the very beginning. Because I was thinking this is a, like a um, afternoon ish, have some warm light lighting, and oh my god! So yellow light hit the yellow surfaces and bounce this like poo color everywhere. And so it basically just become so warm and yeah. completely opposite. <laughs> it just become like so so weird. So then I I we learned that is uh, oh. Oh my God! So maybe I need to dial back some of the color from my lighting and the uh, environment. The texture artists actually start to desaturate, so everything yeah. become very neutral. 
because uh, that is the uh, the target of the reality we try to create. Bunch of environment that used to be new, the carpet to be new, a very saturated. Um, after year and year, and you know the weathering, they become fading. So we're not going to use so much color and light bounce as well. So we actually both dial back. Yeah. And it's just some moment feel about right and we move on again. So maybe this is too much big jump because I didn't really have any uh, history, I mean, some image between this. But I can tell you this is a, after we dial the color back, from lighting, from the texture, yeah. and that we actually start to pulling more of a neutral color, and we start doing the another render and put on decibel, put on light beam, and texture happened this time, and shader happened this time, so like the wood need to be a little bit shinier, and then the 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 paper, uh, the wallpaper, and you know. We start doing some of the shading work as well. So this pretty much like the result. Yeah. Almost final, but before the uh, the color grading. Yeah, it's like a couple steps further, you know, like desaturating light, adding textures, shaders. Yeah, yeah all those work, you know, being put in. Um, but, you know, I, I guess everyone can understand, yeah. you know, where this is coming from. And we, we do have a philosophy, I remember. Uh, we try not to be very heavily post-style. Um, we we, we yeah. don't try to use a post to fix problem. We try to- Yeah, that was, that was yeah. an issue. Like, we used to do this in the beginning, and then we quickly run into problem that, you know, in one place, post-processing will make it everything look amazing. But then like, you turn around and just like, where am I? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know what I'm looking at. Like you couldn't tell. There was so much so much noise on yeah. on like it, it's for us humans, you know, that's that's one thing that makes uh it, it makes it makes or breaks the game, you know, like if um for us humans we are used to reality. Like you see it every day. You look out in uh, out your window and you look at your hands, you look at people you you see the reality as it is. So anytime there's something off, your eye will register it right away. You will right. maybe not know specifically like you know what's what's exactly off, but you will have a feeling that something's wrong. Like something doesn't yeah. really register well, right? Um and for lighting artists, uh, you know, there's a difference between good lighting artist and the bad lighting artist. The good lighting artist understands everything about the light physically. And and that's what you do. Like you, you understood physically how light works, how the <laughs> how the bounce light works. You, you know, I remember those technical discussions we had. Like you, you would just go and and rip, like explain to me how how material takes the light and scatters it and bounce. And, and I was just like my head would be spinning, you know. But you know, I I would knew that somewhere in back in my head as as an illustrator, I would just use that knowledge, but I would never think. Or you know, forget about thinking it from physical perspective. You know. Yeah. Um, so doing it again also like have to understand environment really good is uh, like I back to uh, the color grading you say is if you're doing like a one camera fixed rendering, doing animation or doing like a two D rendering, it is so good you can do a lot of posts that will make that angle look awesome. Yeah. But say. 
in the game, you have a 360 view. You can turn around, walk to corner, walk to bright light. And then from there, your color grading for that angle no longer looking good. Yeah, it just falls and apart. You, you say you're color grading and you try to uh, adjust some uh, color in the uh, low level or like a bright level. And you turn around and that never looked good for another direction opposite from the sun coming from and you fucked, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and exactly. We can use a different lot to transition but from uh, area to area, but you cannot say every time you turn to 180 and use it the other lot. So, so we try to use a lookout table to make the thing look even more awesome, but not to try to fix the problem. Yeah, exactly. So, it's just yeah. like an enhancement. And, you know, in, in game, it's, it's almost like whenever you want to change the lookup table or change the color grading, it's not going to change depending on how you turn. Yeah. It's going to change depending on which area you're in. It's almost like putting those boxes, sort of like right. uh, helpers, where, which, which kind of define, okay, in, when you stand as a player in this area, this is the lookup table. When you move a couple of feet away, you know the new uh, area kicks in and and it loads the new uh, lookup table. It also takes memory, right? As far as I yeah. understand. Yeah, and uh, uh, I remember Maché gave me a really uh, awesome lookout table for because we took a bunch of screenshots, give you guys, and and you make a lookout table right now. And not only that, we actually have a uh, lighting artist just doing that. We actually can tweak the lookout table instantly uh, from uh, like yeah. composting software. Remember that. We can we can do an instantly seeing again. So you can tweak color here and uh, also tweak turn around and check different area. So that's really good. And if we cannot use a one lot, apply the whole level, we just try to uh, split as efficient as possible. Not meaning the art the base before the color grading had to look good. Otherwise, you don't have much wrench to yeah. do the grading. Yeah. So, yep. So, that's pretty much like the final result. And not 100% like Maché's uh, concept, but I, through this exercise, we actually put out uh, this trailer level pretty good, and uh, we learned a thing one to one to two from there. It's a, it's a good exercise, yes. Yeah, I, I, that, was, that was the one we used for trailer, right? Yeah, the trailer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. No, it was, it was a good sort of learning curve for us, and and it was just a good pipeline to establish. I mean, it didn't work, uh, or it did work whenever we had it. <laughs> yeah. But the, the nature of making video games is that everything is so organic, and and so many things change over time. You know, like there's level design changes and story changes, and you no, know, um, you just cannot go back and do everything from scratch the way we did it. You know. Right. Because it would be just too time-consuming, so you kind of have to react. But this gives you a solid base, uh, you know, for for what this could be, and and you know that when you have a pipeline and you have this sort of very good uh, way of creating realistic results, you know, because everyone is on the same page, then even if you kind of go off the script, you will still have this encrypted in your mind. And I think that was one of the reasons, you know, why The Last of Us looked so great because, you know, because of the, all the collaborative collaborative work we, we, we did, you know? Yeah, so, that, that's uh, definitely um, my favorite project. Um, yeah, this is a, the, 
I can go uh, a little bit more of some example, if uh, or yeah. you wanna go on with uh, some other topic that to cover. No, let's know. go through. Uh, let's go through some more examples. And I, I know there's a bunch of questions that you know people on chat are asking and right. are eager to have answered. So let's go through a couple of ex examples and and get to questions, and we could wrap yeah. it up after that. I I think one of the things I'm really happy that working at Naughty Dog is because uh, we have a tons of uh, really good concept artists, and uh, I think this is one from uh, Atom. Yeah, Atom penned this one, and basically this is a uh, reuse the uh, exercise, right? Yeah. Maché actually start with this. I think we have a one of years later. And it's like, hey, don't think about the final look of the concept, and if you have to give this to the artist. Artists that think about what need to be pop, hey, like the 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 skylight from the atrium need to be pop, so they are the brightest spot, and not just for the environment for lighting. There's a sunlight shining on the uh, on the wall on the water surfaces. They need to be pop, and the secondary is uh, all the wall and scaffold scaffolding need to be pop. So those already explained very simply was uh, three gradient color and in the first uh, like value and shape stage. Then you think about before the color and the thing about after color. So yeah. this is actually a good brand exercise for the, the artists that need to utilize this concept to do their work. Cool. So then, so explain how we do lighting is, uh, hey, if uh, somebody build like uh, a geometry just like that, it's a lyric, uh, I can put in and start to do my lyric. So this is a, like a Maya scene. I bring the thing in Maya so I can place my light. Mm -hmm. So from here is, uh, oh, I think about, I want to sound like from the, uh, the front because a concept told me uh, there's a window. You don't see it, but from where the audience right now is, is the sunlight yeah. shining in as a secondary. And the sunlight is also key lights from the top. So, yeah. and I will put the sunlight just uh, high enough to go into this atrium. But there's a bunch of window and for the secondary lighting. So there's a bunch of like helper light. We put the area light here and there, just made the level looking good. Cause uh, there's no way I can have the sunlight and GI just gonna work for the inside. So lighter usually have to go there and do a bunch of artistic lighting lighting tweak. So this is a our light rig, for example. Yeah. And then we light everything. We're happy and we have a some cool tool we can we can use. Company are different, but say. This is a bunch of light I can see, and I have a like warm light and cool light. I have a, a sunlight. Those are the uh, in the direct lighting mm -hmm. that will actually become casting shadow in the game. And rest of uh, here is baking in the texture. And so, oh, if you, <laughs> people might wondering what this light probe, you don't see in the game. And we place a bunch of a uh, little like a uh, sphere in the air. So they can actually store the lighting information. And so later, if a character walking to this level, say I can tweak the light, whatever I, I can, once I like it, right? Yeah. And I can tweak key light, feel like, 
and this is the final result. And but this is the final with all the shader and texture. But this is pre-baking, and uh, if we're putting the character right, character doesn't know what the pre-baking lighting gonna be. They gonna just be unlit like this, right? Yeah. Joe yeah. and Ellie just like they just like a two D cardboard on the top, because they don't understand what they should do in the big lighting, and only Ellie probably walking to this direct sunlight, and they will receive direct sunlight. But when he the NBA in the shadow side, they don't know what to do. So that's why they have a little bit like probe, and they they can sample the lighting information in the air. Remember earlier we played yeah. place a bunch of a little sphere. If they are closer to light source, they are brighter. If they closer to the blue shadow area, they become bluer. When the player they walk into this sphere light probe, and they actually can sample from the light probe, and uh, they can transfer those data to their vertice. So then they actually adding the lighting information to RGB. Unto themselves, so yeah. the end result will be, hey, you see Joe right here, Ellie right there. They they actually receive the data from the probe lighting. That's how the character utilize the big lighting can still living in the environment. So that's yeah. behind the scene. So that's what you see in the game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so same thing awesome. here. Yeah, same <laughs> thing here. So. Well, how do I know? Because we have this invisible lighting probe to tell what character should be, like pick an item, the weapon, everything that dynamic will actually associate with this color. So, yeah. And other than that, pretty pretty straightforward, I think. Yeah. So yeah, we had those render settings and everything. I remember. I mean. Uh, like there is, there are engines like Unreal Engine and CryEngine which have a lot of that stuff being solved by just the fact that it's all real time, you know. Right. But those engines, um, you know, uh, Unreal Engine is right now, I think the the strongest. Um, but they right. do have some limitations, you know. Um, it's the, the like the GI is going to be it, it, because of the hardware advancement. It's it's getting better and better, you know. Right. But it's it's. The the light maps I think are still I'm I'm not sure I I might be already outdated in my knowledge you know I, but I feel like light maps are giving you a little extra information like being more precise is that correct? Uh yeah so sometimes based on engine right so different light map size will give you better resolution but when you actually keep increase the uh, the size of a light map you also run into a problem of a uh, texture memory. Right. So sometimes we will do a trick is uh, something we can baking in in front of your eye and uh, we can actually change the scale of a uh, light map. Something that far away in the back, like a backdrop, like uh, just the uh, the uh, the surrounding like a mountain or terrain, terrain that in the very back, we can actually down raise the resolution, which is simply use vertex lighting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that could work too. So, different trick based on what people's approach. And yeah, so it's uh, Unreal right now pretty dominated. So a bunch of company doing that. I personally kind of like start to uh, try to use that. Also, a lot of people use Unity as well. So a lot of engine right now. 
totally good. I think for artists is、uh, if you have time to try to do some in-game lighting and you don't have a company to work with, and you want to use Unreal right now, I think you, you pay pretty cheap monthly, and you can just yeah, use that until、amazing. you ship the game with that. You you pay the、uh, yeah, it's yeah. free for like it's right now. It's free. You just Just download and use it, but you know, once you start shipping something, that's when they shipping. Take, they,、uh, yeah. I think they charge you what percentage、it's、of percentage?、Uh, a small, really small percentage. Well,、yeah. if you make a <laughs> oh, if you make millions, that's a different story, you know. But、uh, you, you know, for for small startups,、uh, you know, you're not creating like you're creating the startup to be successful, but you're not assuming that oh, I'm just gonna make a game and. And make ten million bucks with it,、ah. right? It, it rarely happens unless you're like really your idea is so revolutionary and and you know it's catching like white wildfire.、Um, that happens, you know. Yeah, there are some like I yeah some of the、uh, I I saw some of the uh, like a、uh, uh, uh, film house or、uh, visual effect house. They actually start try to use a game engine. Like I heard like. The digital domain before they actually try to use, uh, uh, I think it's Unreal and prototyping、right. because it's faster that way. Yeah,、so、but they, they have like you know they have like a, a huge team of engineers and they almost like break the whole engine apart and plug in you know their own sort of、uh, proprietary softwares into it and. In、uh, at, at least that's what I understand how it works. They they just don't use whatever is out of the box. They'll Script the hell out of it, you know, just to get the results they need. Well, game engines is like, you know, it's a real time lighting. There's no rendering time. So for like previs, it's amazing.、Uh, it's like probably the best solution、uh, at the moment. If you want to do previs,、uh, mostly like in film, when you do previs,、uh, it's just、uh, it's just like a really bad <laughs> 3D viewport sort of look. <laughs> right. But those, you know, things like Unreal Engine are, you know, changing this dramatically. So I know this is happening. I know some of the VFX companies are jumping onto the train. There's a lot of concept artists that are use, start to use,、uh, you know, Unreal Engine to make concepts. Like in, you know, you just create 3D concepts and then plug it in in Unreal Engine or Marmoset, and you can actually、yeah. fly around and see see it in 3D. It's amazing、uh, because it just adds another dimension. And it just makes it that much better, you know. It's maybe not going to be as precise and detailed and everything like you would have with illustration, but it actually adds a lot more value because your concepts suddenly become like you are not hiding anything anymore. You have to actually design the the assets that you're creating the way that they would look in the game. You cannot just you know play with lighting and and you know cut the frame where you. Don't know how to paint, you know. <laughs> right. Like you, when you paint a character and you like,、oh, I'm really bad with feet, so I'll just cut it. <laughs> um, but yeah,、um, but that's how it works right now, and you know, it's interesting. We should jump into questions. We've been we've been having like a good chat so far. I think it's it's really informative so、oh, cool. far. You know? Okay. So, um, um, yeah. So we got a bunch of questions.、Um, I guess I'll start with.、Uh, Jonathan, he asks, "What sort of education did you receive in order to get the skills for your job?"、Uh, I think for me,、uh, I went to art、uh, school.、Um, basically,、uh, is、um, 
It's a uh, in San Francisco uh, Academy of Art. I went there for the uh, 3D program. So back then, I didn't really know what I want to do. I just know I want to make some, you know, like a graphic and uh, like a digital art. So we pretty much learn like Maya or 3D Studio Max from there. And uh, we learn some basic rendering and definitely uh, some lighting basic was uh, shading is really important because uh, shading and lighting pretty much like together. And uh, so we actually uh, learned about that too. And uh, we have a bunch of uh, like a project and uh, we, we try to do and the people start from there thinking about is I would like to work for a game company or like to work for a film company because uh, something like especially this day uh, when you choose your major and people were actually thinking about are you more like using V-Ray, Maya, Mentor Ray or use uh, other stuff to do render or even do the uh, post-processing on top like composting for the uh, lighting a lighter that for the uh, ingot and then um, we do have to think about most of uh, like uh, how do you say like a technical uh, improvement and knowledge from the industry so what is next gen meaning what is basically uh, a lot of shader like uh, physical based rendering and uh, some knowledge uh, so it's a it's a Sometimes it's like paying attention to what's going on on the market right now or and then you choose what you want to learn and be master about that. I think that sometimes we do hire people from film and film do hire people from games. So I think the basic knowledge is just uh, put it right now is overlap, I would say. Mm. Um, okay, so we got another one from Edan who says, uh, when hardware reaches the point where anything we imagine is technically possible, how will that affect the industry? <laughs> uh, well, how that affects the industry? I guess uh, we just uh, have uh, more, more, more dice in the hand we can, we can play. That meaning, you see the game right now is uh, more awesome one generation than the other generation. If your tool can be really support and have all the uh, the feature that you need and the, based on a really good pipeline, I think we can make really good, awesome product and uh, we can see the graphic, you know, the quality can probably reach really, really high and the I think that's a good thing for the developer, also a really good thing for the player. Um, okay, so we have another one that's more of a, uh, a technical question. Uh, they're asking, is all the lighting GI? Oh, in, in what, the project? Or, I assume uh, they were asking about uh, Last of Us when it was up on screen. Oh, um, I think... Most of the time, yes, we use uh, we the engine pretty good. So in the pre bake part, and we have a pretty much all the GI turned on. But we can, as artists, we can have uh, artisticity choice. Meaning sometimes I don't have to do one on one ratio of a direct indirect. I can actually fake. I say, hey, I want to bounce light more enhance, and uh, it's not really sometimes a thing to encourage you do that in the beginning but at the end 
the artist, the lighting artist, do tweak. Say, I want the ratio of direct indirect to be different. I want the color of light to be more saturated from this light to the other light. We do putting every like a little bit tweak at the end, but pretty much yes, everything that the light bake is uh, based on the uh, the GI calculation for sure. Right on. Uh, there was another kind of technical question, I guess, about the behind the scenes. Uh, as a lighting artist, are you also in charge of tweaking the light map UVs? Um, for me and Naughty Dog, we don't need to because uh, it's handled by the engine. So we basically tell engine, uh, I want this uh, chunk of geometry that will auto UV. And I work at EA before, and uh, it's different pipeline. And sometimes it's the uh, environment artist, they create a secondary UV set. And that's just for the light map. And sometimes for different engine, we basically just uh, have the machine to calculate, I mean, the engine to calculate. So, and that uh, you can manually tweak, customize the, uh, the uh, light, map, light map UV set if you wish to. So it's all based on different company and pipeline. So it's all possible. Mm. Um, so... How has your job changed as a result of making the jump to the current generation of gaming consoles? Uh, can you repeat the question one more time? Um, how has your job changed as a result of making the jump to the current generation of consoles for games? Oh. Like, how has the technology, I guess, influenced the way that you work? Um, yeah, definitely... The technical influence our pipeline a lot. Like say before, right? Everything we think about is uh, specular, specular. And then right now, people pretty much say, "Oh, it's a reflection." So we have a real-time reflection, and then we have environment, like environment map. So basically, trigger the uh, the team try to think about what is a more realistic and that uh, they can achieve from the engine they can use and that change the look and the pipeline say hey if I want to make it realistic again so I have this I can use but sometimes because all the feature right now is uh, basically available just based on where you want to spend your money so say if I have everything rendering and calculate reflection in real time and it's not free, so you might have to sacrifice some of the frame rate, or you have to have the shader to somehow work with uh, your pipeline to be better. So I would say is you have a much of thing in your hem right now. Just basically, as me as a lighter, we have to have a much better knowledge, not just be be from the R side. Also, we have to understand what type of game we need to use, what kind of engine is best for us. Do we want the uh, programmer actually modify the stump based on uh, the, the look we want to achieve? And so it's more learning from the job to job right now. And uh, it's more challenge at this point is because uh, it pretty much like company competition, competition pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty heavy between uh, Type of game, they're very similar. They sometimes the graphics just have to be more level up than the last game or than the game they released before you was similar as you. Yes. Right. When you were talking about uh, how calculating reflections and stuff like that in real time isn't necessarily free, who is the one making the decision 
on where to sacrifice frame rate or visuals. Oh, <laughs> it was a battle between artists and the uh, engineer. So sometimes you say, hey, this level actually over and the frame rate is really bad. So mm. we actually look into is uh, the character too, too many? Okay, maybe uh, the gameplay is too complicated and uh, we cannot draw so many things on the screen. Can we actually change the camera? And or environment has too much shader. Could you simplify uh, your shader? And uh, or the lighting artist put too much runtime light, so we have to cut the runtime light, put into a bake light, or sometimes use some uh, post effect that was a uh, super expensive. Can I turn on fixture or not? So and not only that, we have this like a chart. We can see CPU and GPU where spent and which chunk is from what uh, from lighting part, what geometry for drawing, and then we actually to analyze uh, what is going on, the most expensive, and uh, we actually sometimes is between department, we have to basically all contribute what we can save. So, mm. but we need better tool to actually help us to uh, analyze. So graphic programmer uh, for this case really important sometimes make a, make a call. Right, cool. Um, so I think we have time for one more question. Uh, so I, don't, I'm, I know you laid out what companies you've worked at in the past and many of them were video games, but do you have any experience in uh, working in film? Because somebody asked, how is a lighting artist's job different between video games and movies? I honestly... I uh, graduated and I went to uh, a small, uh, kind of like a effect house, but I wasn't for very long, so I couldn't really speak for the lighter that working for film. We do have other lighter that that I work with from film, so it's totally different pipeline. But I think the basic is very similar. Maybe um, next time. If my chair wants, I can uh, invite some of the uh, lighter from you know from the film industry, and so they can talk about their own. Yeah, experience. we should. Yeah, we should. It's be fun. Yeah, I'm interested as well. I mean, I know lighting in film would be on the VFX side, so it would be done in VFX houses mostly, mm -hmm. you know. And when it's done on the VFX side, there's you know we don't look at the limitation of uh, of hardware or you know game engines and 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 whatnot. Because you get access to like render farms and everything, right. so yeah. the only limitation would be it, it would be it would, it would be hardware, just how much it can handle. But the the biggest bottleneck usually is uh, the the render time, and you know most of the VFX studios have access to render farms, if not yeah. all of them. So right. So one is uh, you know everything have to be running a runtime. So a lot of thing is like strategy. So also I know a lot of. Uh, light, lighting artists that work in film, they have a very strong compositing skill. Because uh, based on company and different studio, some, some lighting artists just need to light a scene and give the footage to the uh, composter. And uh, say, uh, I think at like uh, maybe DreamWorks, um, maybe some other studio, and the lighter have to. Uh, in charge both the lighting and composting. So from there, they, they can control what they need to be and actually uh, 
putting all the post effect into the final comp as part of a lighter job. So, and again, we don't really do that because uh, we do our part and we don't really composting. If we need to, it's the rendering, post rendering on top of that, it's render real time. So it's a, it's a, it's a different workflow totally, but very basic uh, knowledge foundation and for, for the lighting, I, I believe so. So changing job between different industry, I don't think is uh, super difficult. I have seen some of the film lighter, they, they, they do really good job in the game lighting. Mm. Very cool. cool. Uh, one last really quick question, I guess, is uh, would you be able to upload that PDF that you were showing, or is it online anywhere that people can access it? Somebody uh, I think the GDC Valve has that, but you have to pay for it. Oh. Uh, pay for the Valve, but let me see. How about this? Before I give it to you guys, uh, let me let me make sure there is no problem. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <we> do that because <laughs> yeah. because uh, I think you can download from GDC if you pay for the Val member, you can download that, and there's a whole mm. video you can watch all the uh, the speaker. Uh, See, we're making it all free. I mean, <laughs> I can show you guys because this is my stuff. But if I uh, put somewhere for you guys download, I, I make sure that is cool. Uh, of course. You know. Yeah, let's uh yeah, of course. So let's uh yeah, just let me know uh just uh, write me on Facebook or something and when it's okay when it's okay, we're going to post it up uh, on our cafe. It should be fine. Um I mean, Yep. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks for your time, Vivian. I I know you were rushing from work to to make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Totally cool. I uh I glad I make it. Very cool. Yeah, it was very informative, you know. I I I hope people like everyone who's listening and everyone who's live with with us right now and and those who are listening to this afterwards that this is like a valuable information like you know we do our we do those episodes to you know bro bring those you know job positions or or you know different jobs that we have in video games and film uh and kind of explain what they are because it seems kind of vague you know like for especially when you're just doing illustrations and you have no access to like working for studios, then you don't really understand how it works. And it's a valuable thing to know because it's so important in pipeline, you know? And so, yeah, that was great. That was great. Thanks for your time, yeah. Vivian. We're going to oh, wrap it up you. right now. So, no problem. Okay. Glad cool. being here. Thank you, Vivian. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Take care, everyone. Vivian. Thanks, uh, thanks everyone for showing up. And uh, yeah. till the next time.